Hello, this is Mary Ellen Swartz, and uh, I'm an ordained Unity minister. And through the power of podcast, I uh, have this wonderful ability to share uh, some of the teachings of Jesus through parables. And I love his teachings, and I love the parables. And uh, the reason that the parables are so important is that um, there, there are so many levels of um, meaning and teaching within each parable. And so, of course, Jesus didn't invent the use of parables. They've always been used, but he he had a way of using them to impart uh, a spiritual truth that I just think is um, perhaps the most important um, of, of anyone's use of parables. So uh, today I wanted to share something on the parables about hidden treasure and hidden uh, pearl. And uh, these parables are found in the 13th chapter of Matthew, uh, verses uh, 44 to 46. And almost all of Jesus' parables have to do with the kingdom. And in this one, he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure which is hidden in a field which a man discovered and hid. And because of his joy, he went and sold everything he had and bought the field. And then he followed that with a second parable. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant who was seeking good pearls. And when he had found one costly pearl, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. So we have two uh, parables here, two stories with many levels of meaning within them. And um, the kingdom, teaches, uh, Jesus is teaching us about where to find the kingdom uh, and how important the kingdom is for everyone to find in various ways of finding it. So what is the kingdom? Now, this is a question that was put to Jesus often, apparently, and his answer was given in various parables. Never did he say that the kingdom is in one place, and nor did he say that it's something we experience, you know, after transition, after physical death. But he said the kingdom is like, and then he used stories or ways of explaining that would, in a sense, get us to think more deeply about this. So, Jesus likened the kingdom to a treasure hidden in a field. And he said when a person uh, found that, they would sell all they had to buy that field. Now, and then after that, he gives the parable of the pearl of great price, which, when it was found by a merchant who had been looking for fine pearls, he also went and sold everything he had to buy that. So the first parable about the treasure hidden in a field may not make a lot of sense to us in our culture today, but in the time of Jesus, people would have been very familiar with this because a treasure would be hidden in the field because uh, burying uh, coins would be sort of like 
um, put it, uh, making a deposit in a bank, except that they really didn't have banks as we think of them in in the rural areas where uh, Jesus is is picturing this. So anyway, here's a person that buries their treasure in a field, and maybe sometime after that they maybe they pass away unexpectedly uh, maybe they're killed in a war or whatever and somehow they didn't tell their heirs about where they had had uh, hidden their their treasure and so the knowledge of its whereabouts would be lost and then later someone might come upon that while they're plowing that field and then the blade strikes something that isn't a rock and what a surprise there's a buried treasure and don't we love stories of buried treasure I, I think everyone does and it probably was true at, during Jesus time as well finding something that was unexpected you know my paternal grandmother was one who who didn't think banks could be trusted of course that was many years ago and banks failed and so on and anyway she would she would hide money around and uh, and forget where she put it and and then people would find it later and so on anyway we can see how um, finding a hidden treasure uh, would be so exciting and yet that's really not the point of this parable I don't believe Jesus hearers or people with the Eastern mind would would know that there is something else besides just the fact that there could be some hidden treasure in our in our culture the Western mind uh, sometimes we've tried uh, to find a moral issue here I actually heard biblical students uh, arguing over this to say uh, no one has a right to find a treasure in a field and not tell the owner about it or or uh, uh, no shrewd person has a right to know the value of something and not tell others and and I actually heard people criticize Jesus for using this kind of story and and this is just silly in my thinking because we get sidetracked with such things as this that that is not at all what Jesus had in mind. Now the other parable about the pearl of great value um, is something that maybe we would understand a little more because here in this story we have a merchant or a connoisseur of fine pearls maybe this person was a wholesale buyer we don't know uh, but anyway it's a person who knew what uh, they were looking for this person was a seeker uh, and they knew when they found just the right pearl or or, or uh, gem they would recognize it for its value and maybe this we think about this person as somebody who traveled around uh, in search of fine gems so they knew what they uh, were looking for and they knew it when they found it so what is the kingdom of heaven how is it like a treasure hidden in a field 
how is it like a priceless pearl or priceless uh, jewel? In our book, in Unity's book, The Revealing Word, um, which I think is always an interesting one to go to, it defines heaven as the Christ consciousness, the realm of divine mind, a state of consciousness that is harmonious with the thoughts of God or ideas of God. It reminds us that heaven is everywhere present. It's the orderly, lawful adjustment of God's kingdom in our mind, body, and life. Jesus, uh, of all those claiming intimate acquaintance with spiritual things, gave heaven a definite location. He said, it's within you. Heaven is within every one of us. It's a, a place within consciousness, a, a sphere of mind, having all the attraction described or imagined as belonging to heaven. But this kingdom is not material. It is spiritual. And, unquote. So I love that, uh, that reminder that, uh, that the kingdom is within us and it is a part of our awareness. So how do we experience the awareness of the kingdom within? Well, Jesus gives us these two different ways in which it can happen. One, we might call kind of a serendipitous way. In other words, it's like the, the hidden treasure that one just happens upon. Sort of like being in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, there's a saying that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. It's sort of like we, it feels like we happen upon it, that we weren't quite uh, looking for it, but we happened upon it. And so we find our spiritual understanding in that way. We're in the right place at the right time. Something just clicks, you know, whether it's, uh, a person, a book, uh, whatever. The other way is in spending time seeking it. Again, it's like looking for that precious uh, pearl or that precious thing. Uh, this is symbolized as uh, seeking for the Holy Grail. You know, throughout the ages, people have used that symbology. In other words, it's seeking for something that's true and something that's real. And maybe we're seeking in meditation. Maybe we are studying, we're deliberately studying the writings of great teachers, or we're, we're specifically being with uh, people or situations where we share ideas and experiences. It's good to be a seeker. And it's even better to be a finder, as I said. In uh, Unity's book, Your Hope of Glory, the author, Elizabeth Sand Turner, says, The teaching in the hidden treasure parable is that we may discover truth quite unexpectedly, like the man digging in a field, and almost by chance, it seems like, unearths a hidden treasure. And for a time, she says, we may keep this precious secret to ourselves and hide it in our own hearts. But eventually, 
we realize that if we're to have the benefit of the good that we have found, we have to pay a price for it. And the cost is our surrender to God in time, devotion, obedience. In other words, we sell all we have so that we can have that treasure and make use of it in our lives. And then about the parable of the pearl of great price, she says, our desire for the kingdom has become wholly conscious. We are persistent in our search. We've already accumulated much that's worthwhile, symbolized by the merchant having smaller gems, but we're not satisfied because we know there is yet something greater to be acquired and seeking we will find that and eventually come to understand that God is the ultimate gem or the ultimate good and when we locate that great pearl we realize our oneness with God we let go of lesser things the other gems as it were so in looking at these parables and how they relate to our finding the kingdom, uh, it might seem unfair that some seem to find it without seeking, and others find it as a result of consciously searching and seeking. But what we want to see is that both speak to a requirement, and that is that everything has to be let go of Anything lesser has to be let go of in order to buy or to have that pearl or that treasure. There is God-given greatness in each and every one of us. We have infinite potentialities and possibilities. We've all been given, in a sense, all that we could ever need. But there's something we have to do to have that. You know, we've, we've been given it, but there's something we have to consciously do in order to lay hold of it or have it. We have to let go of the old concepts that we are less than God created us. No one else can give us spiritual awareness or no one else can give the truth to us. And on the other hand, we cannot give spiritual awareness or truth to anyone else. We each find when we're ready to find it. And we're not going to find it any sooner than we're ready, or we won't find it later than when we are ready. It's, it's just something to keep in mind when we're dealing with others. You know, only when one is ready, we may think somebody else is ready, we, we, but we don't really know. We don't know their journey. Um, we may think someone has found it without seeking, but we don't know that. We don't know their journey. And so in both of these parables, Jesus refers to selling and buying. And one way of looking at it, we're always involved in buying and selling, or we're always involved in exchanging something for something else. And this isn't just in the outer world uh, of, of transactions or, or the world of business, but it's in our inner world, in our thoughts and feelings. We're always making choices as to what we're going to give in order to make room for something else. We let go of the old in order to accept the new. It's not what we are doing 
at the ending of one year and the beginning of another one, we consciously uh, have activities that remind us of what we want to let go of so that we can accept something new. We sell the error to buy the truth. We sell the past to buy the, the, the now. We sell all thoughts and beliefs in lack so that we can buy the truth of God abundance. And that's what the use of denials and affirmations uh, help us do. We've heard the reference to pearls of wisdom, and this is what we want to have. We buy wisdom, not with money, but with the opening of our minds to truth. And so both of these parables contain lessons having to do with discrimination and selection. Discrimination not in the sense of we're discriminating against some person or some group of people or that we consider someone less than us, but it's in a discrimination in the sense of knowing what is valuable in life. It, it, it's discrimination in being able to discern what is real and what is true from that which is unreal, untrue. And so when we find what is true, no matter how we find it, we're going to gladly sell or release anything that would stand in the way of our having the full experience of that love and peace and joy in the kingdom. So the pearl of great price, the hidden treasure, reminds us that we can find truth in many ways. We find it, and when we find it, it is so valuable to us that we will let go of our past. We will let go of labels that we have laid upon ourselves. We will let go of the judgments against ourselves. We will let go of what others have thought of us to buy the treasure of the kingdom, to be in the kingdom, to be in that sense of connection with our oneness, with all that God is. We are God created, God sustained, God maintained. And when our minds and hearts are open, we begin to understand that. And it is life-changing, truly life-changing. So as we start this new year, uh, let's be willing to sell the old and buy the new because absolutely it is worth it. So God bless you as you move forward into the new day, new year, new life experience. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And we hold to that truth. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful life. Bye-bye.